guys, welcome back to the Steps of Dialogue podcast. In this episode, I'll be diving into astrology and vividly reading my birth chart. I recently got really interested in tarot and I'm very eager to learn more about my chart. So about my history with astrology. I remember learning that I was a Taurus and looking up Taurus on Twitter to see the tendencies of them. I was probably in early high school, middle school or something. Um... And I would just be like, oh, I relate to this. Like, I love this. Like, I relate to it. And my dad constantly would tell people that he's a Gemini. So I think that's how it, like, stuck with me. And then I really started to look into it. And, um, yeah. So I started noticing myself being drawn towards certain signs. Especially with, like, the creators I was watching. Like, I'm a Taurus son. And I loved Trisha Paytas growing up. I still do. Sarah Baska is also a Taurus son. Kehlani is a Taurus son. Um, I had a lot of friends that were Tauruses as well. And then like Lizzo, Victoria Monet. I don't really like Rico Nasty's music, but like I'm physically drawn to her. So I thought that was really cool. And then I also recently learned that Ariana Grande is a Libra moon and I'm drawn to her too. And I relate to her a lot. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting. And then also I watched a lot of YouTube and I found Aphrodite and all the things that he was predicting um, were becoming true and I was just really drawn to it. And then when I got on TikTok, I was on that tarot side for a little bit, but I started getting kind of weary of it. It didn't feel very genuine to me. But this year I experienced something that I don't want to fully divulge on right now, um, but I became so lost and dark and I wanted answers. So I wanted something to cling on to. So I looked up Taurus on YouTube and I found tarot readers. I watched a few videos and one video had explained the situation that had just took place in my life to a T. Um, the moon had just changed and I was just hooked. I started watching tarot reading constantly. Um, since then I've kind of settled down and found a few readers that I thoroughly enjoy. I will list them here. Eat, Read, Love, Inc. Charlene Lizette, Blue Tarot, Tarot by Bronx, Bahati Life, Minnow Pond Tarot, and Catch It Up. Um, And so when I reference spirituality in my solo episode with my dad, this is personally what I meant. It has not necessarily extended to an actual religion per se, but I'm just really into astrology and crystals right now. Um, Okay, so let's start the chat. I'm going to go through only one of my charts. Maybe I'll do the other one, the other one, like tropical versus side reel. Um, And I'll introduce what the sign means and what my placement is. And then I will go into depth on the particular traits and characteristics that they listed and then say if they have any meaning or if I can see them in my daily life. So let's start. I'm a Leo rising. And so your rising sign is also known as your ascendant and it represents the way others see you. So your general impression on people and your spontaneous reactions. It reflects those zodiacal sign that was ascending on the eastern horizon the moment you were born so i found this leo ascendant you have that special something that makes people interested in you you have an idealistic way in which you view the world and you have a very kind soul however sometimes you can be perceived as superficial and a snob and while that usually is not the case it's because you have the highest standards for those around you you demand the best because you demand the same of yourself. You seem to have luck on your side, a contagious sense of humor and a wealth of courage, passion, and creativity. Okay, 
So the only thing that really sticks out to me with this placement is this Dobby and materialistic thing. I feel like I definitely come off that way to others. Also, I feel like when I walk into a room, I can't be discreet. Not in like a jaw-dropping way, but like I always just want to blend in and I can't. So I kind of agree with this placement. Also, I'm very anal and have been called perfectionist in the past, so I relate to that part also. So the next placement I have is Libra Moon. And the moon is considered the second most important influence on your horoscope after the sun. While your traditional zodiac sign reflects your sense of self, your moon reading is meant to reveal the emotional side of you, including how you connect with others in relationships and your intuition. Side note, just like I said earlier, um, when I found out that Ariana Grande was also Libra moon, like it all clicked. If you recall the Ariana Grande episode, I really relate to how she views love and how she acts in relationships. Like her lyrics always seem to relate. So when I found this out, I felt validated. Like this is why everything she says <laughs> makes sense to me. And so what I found on Libra Moons is without someone to share their life with, Libra Moon people feel incomplete. Charming and attractive, they are found they're often found flirting and are usually very gentle and refined in their manners. It is hard for them to hide their feelings, but at the same time, they can change their personality to fit who they are spending time with. They are affectionate, encouraging, and know how to make others feel comfortable. I relate to the changing personalities thing. Um, it's a trait that I have that I don't like. I really dislike it. It makes me feel two-faced almost, or like fake. Like, I don't have my own personality, but I think it's more of like a defense mechanism. Like, I do it for others' comfortability. Like, if I have that um commonality with someone I make sure to like constantly bring it up like instead of like showing myself and the things that are different it's just like constantly bringing up what's the same just for conversation I guess but I don't know so the next placement is Scorpio um and my Scorp is Mars <laughs> and my Mars is in Scorpio um and my Scorpio I I don't even know what I'm saying at this point um, but Mars is the planet of our desires, actions, energy, passion, war, aggression, sex, and assertion. So this astrologer Lisa Stardust says it's it shows you how to take action and how you take action and argue and reveals your sexual inclinations. Mars also depicts how one uses their innate energy to achieve their goals. So what I found on this placement is that Mars and Scorpio folks know how to get what they want by any means necessary. No strangers to manipulation, they will usually test the willpower and loyalty of others as well as themselves. They like control and often seek out relationships that give them that feeling. Stubborn folk, they dislike compromise and encouraging all or nothing decision making. Sharing it not one of their strong points. Sharing is not one of their strong points. Matters of sexuality and sexual energy tend to be prominent for these folks. Scorpio Mars people can be rather competitive and aggressive toward others if they let their inner demons take over. I relate to this sign also in a negative way. I realized a while ago that sometimes I just manipulate people and it's such a bad quality. And since realizing that, um, that I do that, I've tried not to put myself in the situations to do so. Um, so what I really love about astrology that is sometimes misconstrued is that knowing your chart makes you excuse your negative traits like having a reasoning behind them but what a lot of astrologists have taught me is that you can use what you've learned about yourself to make better decisions and stop toxic patterns from continuing 
Also, I usually don't like Scorpio placements, and I read you usually have disdain for signs that you have placements in. So that's really interesting to me. Um, so Pluto is in Sagittarius for me. And in the birth chart, Pluto shows the area of life where you will personally face the intense powers of creation and destruction. It's the doorway through the volatile, compressed pockets of self, spirit, and primal energy lies hidden, which are released either by our own efforts or by provocation from the outside world. Okay, and... Your Pluto in Sagittarius is the reason for your stubborn streak. Your flightiness blocks you from understanding that you must be willing to deconstruct yourself and build yourself up again every day, every minute, every second for the rest of your life. What you need right now is focus. You're keeping up with everyone else because you're afraid of what you'll find if you turn your attention inward. Here's what you're missing. Your tender self dying to be loved. Um, so this is based off of generation. So it's for those born between 1995 and 2008. And I relate to this placement because I'm very stubborn and I do love love. But dying to be loved sounds kind of like a stretch. Um, I've also read that this placement and generation is known for being philosophical and rebellious, which I can also see in my peers and self to an extent. Um, so Neptune is in Aquarius for me, and Neptune is connected to everything unseen. The planet is all about the forces at play in life and subconscious desires. In charge of our dreams, hopes, and creativity, logic and reality are the antithesis, antithesis of Neptune. Neptune encourages empathy and intuition as well as sacrificing for the greater good. So, um, Neptune and Aquarius is able to find inspiration wherever they go and are always thinking of ways to help the society. Um, these placements propagate human humanitarian visions in order to help mankind. They want compassionate and spiritual communities as well as they want technology to bring people together. So when reading what I found out, it was very obvious to me that Neptune defines an entire generation. And the first thing I think of um, it's the Parkland Survivors a couple of years ago and March for Your Lives. I feel like they embody this placement and use technology and social media to bring people together and stand for a very important cause on um, a humanitarian level. So I love that. The next is Uranus, which is in Aquarius also. So um, Uranus is the planet of risk and innovation, and its placement in your birth chart tends to define your generation's biggest achievements. Ooh. So, Uranus and Aquarius like to take up social causes and find ways of solving a complex issue such as poverty or injustice. You and most of your peer group, as well, are reformers at heart. You want to make positive changes that will benefit society as a whole. You are willing to devote your time and energy to see that they come about, especially if the proper group support and combined purpose of will can be found. Be careful that your devotion to group goals does not produce too much friction or neglect in your own interpersonal one-on-one -on -one relationships. Um, I love when astrology includes warnings and things to stay clear of instead of promoting the toxic areas or things that you do just because of replacement, like I said earlier. Um, so like telling you to make sure to do something instead of ignoring it. I said this earlier, but I think that's a common negative connotation about astrology that should be addressed constantly. 
The next placement is um, Mercury, and my Mercury is in Aries. So Mercury governs the power of movement and the power of thought. When you look at someone's Mercury in the natal chart, it shows how they move, how they think, the ways that they communicate, and any challenges or special characteristics about those things. Mercury and Aries people don't waste any time in getting to the point, not caring about the consequences. And it says that the ideal job for them is either the boss of their own company, professional sports player, political influencer of some type, um, and anything high energy. Uh, topics that they love to talk about, their honest opinions, people that have wronged them, the latest I, uh, life-changing idea, like their own. Topics that they love to learn about, self-help and motivation, starting a business, politics and war, um, or they don't have the patience to learn. I don't know if I touched on this earlier in this episode, but I found out that Candace Owens... If you don't know who she is, I don't even know if I would recommend for you to look her up. Um, Candace Owens has the same birth date as me, and I kind of had a mental breakdown um, when I realized that because I do believe in astrology, and I think that um, it means something. And, like, someone sharing the same birthday as you, that means that your chart lines up at least, like, a little bit, and you have similarities in numerology. Like, that means something to me. So I was really upset about that. So I had a breakdown and um, then I didn't because I was like, I see it. Like there are so many similarities between me and her, even though our political views are completely opposing. But uh, yeah, this is funny to me because I definitely have been thinking about how I should start my own business because I just don't like working for someone. The sports player occupation is hilarious because I'm the most uncoordinated out of shape person ever the political influencer again is giving me candace owens chart similarity but i do understand it and i would love to be a political influencer the not having patience to learn thing is funny because recently a guy i was seeing told me i wasn't patient at all and that's the first time i'd ever heard anyone say that to me and since he said it i realized he's probably right so yeah um my next placement is jupiter and it's an aries um, Jupiter is often, often known as the planet of luck and its placement in your natal chart points to the area of life where you, where you are granted gifts and blessings. Jupiter indicates your philosophical and spiritual worldviews, perception of wealth, and your experiences of travel and long journeys. Okay, so Jupiter and Aries have energy for travel and meeting challenges head on, thus engaging new opportunities. Jupiter and Aries attracts good fortune when they inspire others or take a position of leadership. They have the talent to attract many of the good things in life at a young age. They are the model of courage and enthusiasm. They do well when they can make new innovations. Their lust for life drives them to go after what they desire. They see everything as an, op- as an open door to opportunity. They are not averse to using a bit of aggression to get their opportunity. Tolerance generosity and opportunism are a part of their profile they have such faith in themselves that they are not afraid to jump towards their goals they can be larger than life and a bit of a daredevil so i really like this placement i don't um really have any particular feeling towards it though so my saturn is in taurus in astrology saturn represents a fatherly figure that brings about rules regulations structure obligation ambition and some discipline 
These rules are meant to help all zodiac signs to understand and learn about the world around us. History is a big part of Saturn. So, Saturn and Taurus, for your best success, constantly, just constantly, consciously utilize these qualities of your Saturn sign in the workplace. Building slowly for lasting results, step-by-step processes, perseverance, loyalty, the enjoyment and appreciation of life as it is. Saturn and Taurus is one of the most reliable signs, making them dependable and very responsible. I feel like I'm also boosting my own ego this whole time, and but I would agree with the reliable thing because 90% of the time, if I say I'm going to do something, I will do it. <laughs> like, I will. Like, I'll make sure. So, like I said earlier, my sun is in Taurus. And your sun placement determines your strongest personality traits. Sun signs represent our conscious mind, our life force, and our will to live, as the sun itself is known as the giver of life. The sun is our ego, as well as our point of reason when making decisions. Um, the sun and Taurus people are deeply rooted in their thoughts, words, and actions. Um, I know my sun sign pretty well, and I think I am very much a Taurus woman. I also found this about the combination of a Taurus sun and a Libra moon. Um, I think it's very telling. Like, I feel like they kind of just, like, read me. And it says, Taurus sun and Libra moon are attracted to everything beautiful. They feel detached from their feelings. They're idealistic about emotions and struggle at keeping them real. They want to feel needed by others, but often believe they don't need people anymore. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Um, but yeah. Um, so my Venus is in Gemini, and Venus is the planet of all things love and romance. So while your regular zodiac sign, your sun sign, speaks to the core of your spirit, and your moon zodiac sign tells you about your private and emotional side, what your Venus sign represents is the way that you love and value. So what I found on that is Gemini Venus uses wit to attract others. Playful, maybe a tease, wants a stimulating and light-hearted relationship, can talk endlessly and yet skip over deeper issues, likes variety, and taste changes frequently, needs someone who gives them freedom, natural flirt, attracts many with a promise of fun, tend to admit rather than lie, want good conversation and good manners, has a big group of friends. This placement intrigues me. I think I want to know more about it on a deeper level. I see a lot of astrologists including it when asking for big three. And like people saying, if your Venus is this, then this. So I think this placement must be like really important and I want to learn more about it. But reading it at a surface level, I don't really relate to it. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> and this was probably the most boring podcast ever, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, fully learning about my chart, like I've never dived this deep into it before. I usually just read the little blurbs from CoStar and immediately forget them. So I feel like I'm also sharing like intimate details of myself because I literally do believe in astrology, but whatever. <laughs> I would recommend others to do this. Um, and if you'd rather just know like surface level, check out CoStar. Um, thanks for listening and see you and then see you next time on the Steps of Dialogue podcast.